Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Getting ready for tonight's matchup. Last game before the All-Star break. For our Atlanta Hawks, it's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Appreciate all the input from guys hitting us up on social media in regards to our Jalen, or should I say our Justin Fields uh, conversation. My buddy Jason Lockon Forrest saying one general manager at the Senior Bowl walked away saying he was convinced that J- Justin Fields is going to be dealt. Mm. Um, the Bears have the number one pick, and we were saying, here are the pros and cons, but if that is to happen, Falcon fans are like, yo, what are we doing if yeah. that happens? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's something that's got people fired up. And you and I were just uh, talking during the commercial break. Had you gone to Desmond Ritter after the Carolina game okay. and given him two or three more games, I just think you would have had a, a truer sample size, and then maybe there would have been some explosive moments. Then Falcon, some guys that are listening to our show right now said, yeah, that's it. But because the bar is so ridiculously high, you guys just watched the Super Bowl. You just saw Jalen Hurts. You just saw Patrick Mahomes. And you saw Ritter. And Ritter was good, but he wasn't. There was nothing like that eye popped. Yeah, he threw some darts down the field, some beautiful throws to London. I mean, he was fundamentally sound. But, you know, you look at Hurts. Hurts' rookie year, he had like nine touchdowns in a small sample size. Ran for a bunch. You know, and again, how much of this was the governors were on him from Arthur Smith? So the problem I'm telling you is. Guys look at and you see fields and you see that electricity. You see the stuff that Vic used to do. You see what Lamar does. I get it. And Ritter, to me, it's not like he's – it's like what uh, what was the old uh, – not hamburger helper. Don't be a dud spud. Be a greater potato. It's just he's kind of just by the numbers, and I just feel it's not fair to him. But I got to be honest with you, fair or unfair, I would take fields over Ritter right now in a second. Hey, but now let's, t- let's talk about what I got to give up to do it. I, I would too. Uh, Jonathan Walker hits us up, says, look, we need that guy QB. If we had a chance to get Fields, go get him. We could win with him, uh, with his staff. Plus, he would be cheaper than Lamar. This is true. Uh, Reggie J says, bring Justin home. Okay, Reggie, <laughs> nobody has made him available yet, okay? The Bears haven't right. said they're trading him. But if they do. 
And the thing is, you've only got two years of him. The Bears have been the worst, one of the worst teams in the league. They're bringing in the former Big Ten commissioner to straighten out their front office. This is a team. This might be the thing that finally gets the Bears back on track, yeah. which, again, good for them. But they're also the stupidest, most poorly run organization. They've been an absolute disaster since they went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. And part of that was the bad coaching hires and bringing in a defensive coach when you've got a guy. New GM, too, by the way, might not be as enamored with Justin Fields as you pointed out during the commercial break. Yeah. Listen, guys. This so, is, I mean, some of it, I'm saying some of it is plausible because they're just crazy enough to do it. This is going to be a crazy offseason. It always is, but some are bigger than others. For us, we've been saying this is the biggest one. And, and how do you view this? You know, Bo's adamant about, look, stay the course, build around what we've got. A lot of people say that's the right way to do it. That's what I think the Bears would be dumb to do this, by the way. I've said this. I'm not – I love Bryce Young. I've said this, right? Sacrifice for, for Bryce and all that stuff right. we're talking about. But I'm not drafting him right now when I've got a guy that I moved to go get and I already gave up draft picks to go get in Justin Fields. It makes no sense, Mike. But we'll see if, if this new regime for them and Ryan Poles – the general manager decides to do that. It's going to be fun. 404-741-0929. That is the number for you to hit us up. We're live at State Farm Arena. Coming up, Seth Emerson's going to join us in less than 15 minutes. We'll talk all things dogs. Um, people reacting to Mike Bobo getting elevated and becoming the new offensive coordinator. It's one of the things we'll talk about with, with Seth. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about because – we could have another dog go number one overall in this draft, Mike. That's another thing, right. you know, that we're going to be talking a lot about as you start to look at these draft boards. Last year was a dog. It could be a dog this year. And if the Bears are smart, by the way, that's what they do. No, they, they draft they, the big they defensive stay the tackle. course and fix the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, that's what they do. Hey, Turtle back at the studio. Uh, our engineer, Bo Morgan, is with us here at State Farm Arena, executive producing. Let's get to an NFL. Blitz! Hi. Hi. Welcome to the NFL. And notes from around the league. This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMen'sMedical.com. All right, I want to start with this Aaron Rodgers thing about uh, this, this darkness retreat. Allegedly, he's starting this thing today. So it's going to be four days of darkness in a room. They will feed him and and give him water or whatever his choice of beverage is. And on the fifth day, he chose the Jets. <laughs> And they'll slide it through a yeah. hole. Tom Brady was even asked about this on his podcast. Let's yeah. go. Here's what he said about Rodgers in the darkness uh, retreat. He's an incredible player, and everyone has their different processes they go through. And you know what? I think we all need to get off our phone a little bit more. I think we all need to get away from the TV a little bit more. I think we all need a little more nature and a little more silence and a little more peace. And whoever he's going about it, good for him. Everyone's got their unique way to process the season, and we've all got to be on. It's very intense for all of us, and it's nice to – you know, everyone gets to choose what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, look, Brady's right. It's free country. Do whatever you want. But if you do something really stupid, I can have an opinion on it. <laughs> or something which is so unconventional. You know, and again, to each his own. But a lot of this stuff, it just almost seems like Aaron Rodgers is messing with people. But this seems to be something he does. He really does embrace this. All right, so you said this yesterday. And he went on the Pat McAfee show. He does that show every week. Uh, during the football season, and uh, Aaron was blasting the NFL insiders. Mike and I were talking about this. This is what Aaron said in regards to people who are reporting all of this fake news. It's I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they really get their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know. They really don't. They don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. 
So I've had this planned on the books for four months for the same time. And when someone like that goes on and says something that's not true, it creates a story that's and it just keeps on going and going and going. Okay. All right, Aaron. Uh, no one in his circle talks to those guys. So he is calling them out. As I said to Mike, I don't think they're reporting anything that's false. They're only reporting what's out there. Aaron, you said a lot of stuff. And there's two weeks ago on the show. And they're simply reporting yeah. what you've said. I don't. I haven't seen any report from either one of those guys that says, here's what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. No one said that. But again, when you say you're going to go into darkness and we start talking about sensory deprivation chambers and you know, the movie Altered States, you and I were joking around. I mean, people, look, I get it. I, I just, I, I think, you know, people go on retreats and you meditate, and that's fine. And there's, there's lots of, as Tom Brady just alluded to, lots of ways you can do this. It's just, now you begin to wonder why his parents don't talk to him. Mm. This guy's just wacky. And he's a tremendous, no one no debates, a tremendous athlete. But uh, there's just, a, he definitely marches to the beat of his own drummer and, you know, hey, just don't throw picks at the end of the game because your team could have been in the playoffs this year. Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes talking about his O-line. We thought it was the biggest thing in the Super Bowl. The best defensive line didn't do their job. And Patrick Mahomes said, hey, give credit where credit's due. We talked about my offensive line. They protected me enough where I was able to sit in there and make the throws. So it, it was uh, something that I was going to play through. But uh, I'm glad I get a little bit of rest on it now. So, you know what, man? I mean, if you were to say... His, his offensive line is going to do this. If you were going to say all these young wide receivers are going to show up in the Super Bowl and play as well as they did, if you were going to say an Isaiah Pacheco, who was a seventh-round pick, is going to ball out and, and do what he did in the Super Bowl, why wouldn't I believe all those things are going to be better next year and right. the Chiefs will be right back here? Right on. And, look, the Eagles got to replace two big coordinators for the most part. Spags is staying. Everybody in Kansas City, that unit's together. Biennemi, of course, did not get another job because he can't catch a break. So everybody's there. I mean, maybe do some upgrades. You could argue with a few upgrades on offensive line if you wanted to. But the offensive line just kept the guy clean against the Eagles. He did. You know, if you want to go get another wide receiver. See, that's the thing. Watch them go get another wide receiver in the draft. You know, just because the rich get richer. But they've got a tremendous mix, a great personnel department. That's what you alluded to, the Pacheco pick in the seventh round. Hey, on the flip side, I told this to you off the air. I don't know if you saw Chris Sims. He posted this earlier today. Now, some guys feel Chris Sims, who you see on Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio, has a mean on for Jalen Hurts. Uh, and, again, whether you feel the guy who was a marginal NFL quarterback like Sims, but he's still more – he can – Break it down because he actually had a chance to do it at a high level. Sure. He's qualified to speak to the subject. He says the Chiefs' defensive game plan was one of the ballsiest he's ever seen, completely sold out to stop the run. He said, oh, from what he saw over and over again, they took crazy risks and things were wide open, and that Hurts missed some of those things. And he also talks about the Hurts fumble, which I brought up on Monday, which was still, you could argue, was the game when you get down to brass tacks. Yeah. I mean, the holding penalty was one thing, but you gave him a scoop six. You did. Uh, do they score if the Devontae Smith catch is a catch instead of a field goal? Right. That, that was another big play that took them out of scoring position. But, yes. Sims goes on to say that he made three of the best throws he's seen he did. Uh, in the uh, in the last scoring drive, on the field goal drive in the third. That's another thing. Sirianni should be getting some heat because he was, you know, let's be honest, riverboat gambler. Fourth and sixth, though. Don't you have to kick the field goal? Yeah, take the points, man. Take the points. Here's the deal. Jalen Hurts, I said this Mike Monday, he made the best throws in that game. Patrick Mahomes won the game. Jalen made the three best throws in the football game. But is he taking a shot at Jalen by saying if this was another quarterback that he would have been aware of Well, that's just it. He's being cryptic. He says Spagnola had to come up with multiple looks, multiple fronts, selling out on second and eight, for instance, something they not normally do. 
But if the Chiefs, he says, played it straight, the Eagles would have obliterated them. Philly was that talented and that loaded. Mm. Hey, either way, it worked. Two coaches came up with two amazing game plans. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, back to your Eric Bieniemy conversation. It's our NFL Blitz. If I told you guys he's interviewed for 17 jobs and not gotten one of them, what would you tell me? Yeah, what the hell? 17. Is he that bad or what the hell is going on? Have you ever had a bad interview experience? I have. And, and, I, hate, there and, you sit there and, and I, like, I hated myself right. for it. I hated myself for it. I mean, sometimes you say too much, sometimes you say too little. I don't know. Is this? Does this guy have a rep? Now, because we said this yesterday. Consider the source. Shady McCoy, I can take him or leave him. But LaShawn McCoy, with his brief time in Kansas City, said that the enemy was basically, screw you, this is the way we're doing it. Yeah. And that apparently irked him. So I don't know, is there, is there a so, kind of alpha male thing which doesn't play with some of these owners these days? So Sky Moore, the young receiver, caught a touchdown, right, in the, in the, yeah. in the Super Bowl? He came out, Mike. They asked him about Eric Bieniemy. He said he keeps everybody in line. He said he's the guy that when you walk in the building, he keeps everybody accountable. I hadn't heard that from anybody, right. but he said that. And I was like, hmm. So when I hear that and then I hear Shady McCoy, who probably didn't want to be held accountable, <laughs> right. it kind of makes sense. All I'm telling you guys is that's a lot of interviews. And that's a lot of meeting people and saying, hey, here's my philosophy and here's what we're doing at the Chiefs right. and here's what I can do for you. And I'm not talking about offensive coordinator jobs. He's interviewed for all these jobs and not one team in the last three years right. has hot. What the hell is going on with yeah. Eric Bieniemy? And then you get guys like. I'm just asking. You, know, you, get, you get lifers like Big Fangio, great position coach, but, you know, still not the charismatic guy you want to be the point man for your organization. Bieniemy, he's been, he's been there and done that. If you're Arizona, you've got a young quarterback. You've got a guy who's worked with a great athletic quarterback. Wouldn't that be the perfect fit? No, they go with the, the Philly defensive coordinator out in Arizona. Yeah. It's just something Mike and I talked about a few years ago. I just, I and would by the way. I'd love to know what's going on that, that we're not privy to. Listen, about that. Jay-Z said this, right? He said there's a point where you are white hot. Yeah. And then, and then it fades. Right. Okay. There was two seasons ago where I thought Eric Bieniemy was white hot. Like, he's going to get a job. It's why Jonathan Gannon just got a job. It's why Steichen got a job. You're white hot. You're coming off the Super Bowl. Right. Look at what we did offensively. Right, Look right. at my defense. I'm white hot. And you get the opportunity. And then it fades. Because some guys, like remember years ago, Bud Foster with the Virginia Tech, the legendary lunch pail defense, he was up for the Alabama job. And he just, you know, he, he just, nah, I wouldn't feel it. Because he's just, he, some guys like Mickey Andrews, some guys are just, I think Vic Fangio is one of those guys. Some guys are just defensive coordinators. They're not necessarily the head coach. I don't know what's up. One last nugget for the Blitz. Calvin Ridley, now that the NFL season is over, is applying for reinstatement. That happened today, turned in the paperwork, according to multiple reports Pro Football Talk has. After his uh, year-long continuous suspension for gambling. I'm looking at Bo, I'm looking at you. He gets reinstated, right? Yeah, and it'll be a tremendous weapon in Jacksonville with a great offense already. Yeah, he's paid his dues. He's going to get reinstated. We wish him well. I I hope the guy gets his head screwed on straight. I wish it was screwed on straight here in Atlanta. He screwed us. He did? He did. Okay. Love him. He screwed us. All right, coming back, Seth Emerson's going to join us from The Athletic. We're going to talk about the dogs next. It is Dukes and Bell. We're live at State Farm Arena. Guys, more on our Hawks coming up. Yeah, man, no man's on the way as well in less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk to our man Seth Emerson from The Athletic. He covers the dogs. The big news yesterday coming down, obviously, Mike Bobo stepping up and stepping in as the new offensive coordinator, and Todd Munkin on his way out as he takes over the OC job for the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, Munkin said, you know, and we'll talk to Seth about this, that Bobo showed a lack of ego in his role as an analyst, 
drawing up play cards like a 22-year-old, just mm. excited to do the job, not being bigger than the job. And, and I got to say, when you're put in those positions, that's hard, Mike, when you've been a play caller. And right. You've been, at, you've been at this university, you know? Right. So let's talk to Seth about this because uh, he's a guy that certainly covers the dogs like nobody else. Seth, it's good to have you back on the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we spent a lot of time on this, and I was just talking about Mike Bobo, your, your quote about how he showed a lack of ego when he was working with Todd Monk. And Mike and I were both curious how closely they were working together this last season in the national championship year and how much that played into – Kirby making this decision because he was thoroughly involved with the game planning. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I'd, I'd love to ask uh, Todd Munkin a little bit more on, um, and we may get a chance to do that down the road. He's in Baltimore. Um, but you, he definitely gave off the impression that, that he was helping a lot. Um, the, the quote that I used he was, was from before the Peach Bowl when he talked about how Bobo was drawing up play cards, you know, like a 22-year-old graduate assistant and just kind of doing that, like, kind of small stuff. And when we did get to go out there for practices and such, like, Bobo was around, but he was also, like, not kind of forcing himself on anything. It didn't, like, look like he – it looked like he knew his place. Um, but I, I've heard that he he did a lot um, and that Munkin on his way out was – lobbying Kirby on Bobo's behalf and saying, look, he, he helped a lot this past year. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that offense was probably going to be pretty good anyway with Stetson Bennett coming back and his experience and Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington and a good line and just everything it had going for it, Kenny McIntosh. But uh, from everything we hear, Bobo was, was definitely involved and, and was helpful. I had to get a chuckle out of your tweet the other day, Seth, that said, man, here we go. Just to mention of Mike Bobo, and everybody just goes bananas and loses their mind. We were talking about it yesterday, and this isn't a knock on Mark Rick, but it just seemed like there was such a slim margin, you know, for success at times with Georgia, which now Kirby is just taking this thing to a whole other level. So Bobo perhaps got under the microscope maybe too much for things that were beyond his control. Would you agree? Yeah. I, you know, the thing with Rick, the Rick years, was – they never could get the offense and the defense very good at the same time. It, right. The start of his tenure, 2001 to 2004, when Brian Van Gorder was there, um, the defense was kind of the linchpin, but the offense was pretty good. You know, it, David Green, the quarterback, and they were kind of in – it looked a lot like those 2014 teams, like where, you know, you had Hudson Mason doing being the efficient, mistake-free quarterback <laughs> – um, then the offense starts to get going, and, and defense during the Willie Martinez years struggles. 2011, Todd Grantham's second year, they're really good. That's the one year that like Bobo seemed to be under the most heat, but then they started to turn around at the end. Um, and then 2012 through 14, the offense was great, but the defense dipped again. So uh, it's 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 interesting. You look at Bobo now and in this second stint at Georgia, the fact that he should always have a really good defense behind him to lean on, which will help with field position. It'll help with, you know, you can win games easier, not having to win shootouts. Um, He should have more talent just because of how they recruit better. He's in an atmosphere where there is full financial support from the athletic department, uh, which helps in all facets. 
Um, everything is set up for, for him to be even better. Um, but obviously a lot of people, Georgia fans and the like, are, are nervous because they're, they're either remembering the Georgia years wrong, like they're forgetting <laughs> how good it was at the end for him, or they're reacting to that he was fired at Colorado State, not realizing that the offense wasn't the problem there. He just, as a head coach, couldn't hire a, you know, he couldn't get the defense good. But the offense was good there. Um, or that at South Car- they're looking at South Carolina and Auburn, which is a legitimate worry of like, okay, well, they weren't good at those two places. But that the, those two situations were also different, you know, because we're the two head coaches are, are no longer there. Um, and in fact, one of them is back here at Georgia and probably certainly recommended to, to Kirby smart that, uh, Hey, my offensive coordinator in 2020 was not the problem. Yeah. Seth, it's a great point. Work environment matters. That's what we're talking about. I mean, he went because you don't pass up these jobs and it's what he does. But the environment sucked. So he wasn't successful. The environment here is arguably the best in college football, and that is why you have to believe that he's going to be pretty good. Seth Emerson joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What about the development of quarterbacks, though? What about Vandergriff? What about Carson Beck? What about that aspect of this for Mike Bobo? That's really interesting because – you, the no one wants to make a comparison to 2015, the year after Bobo left, um, and Brian Schottenheimer coming in. But uh, that was a situation where they needed to find a new quarterback also and had a new coordinator. Um, Brian Schottenheimer came in and didn't like the three quarterbacks he had in spring practice. And if you remember, they went and got Grayson Lambert, who ended up being the starter. Um this time, Bobo has been around for a year, so he's seen these three guys up close. But you s- still wonder, because people have said, and, and I, I believe this, that if Bobo had stayed, if he had not gone to Colorado State, that Bryce Ramsey would have been the starter that year. That doesn't guarantee that he would have been successful, just that he, he had recruited Bryce Ramsey. He liked him, would have been the guy they wouldn't have gone and gotten. Although, he tried to get Grayson Lambert to Colorado State, for what it's worth. Anyway. Total history lesson that nobody really asked for. But same <laughs> but idea. <laughs> yeah, same idea that you now have new thinking. A lot of people think that Carson Beck's going to be the starting quarterback based on he's been the number two, the clear number two last, over the last year. And that Todd Munkin liked that kind of quarterback to run his system. He liked a strong armed, more pocket oriented guy. Is Bobo going to scramble that thinking is he a little bit more enamored of the dual threat ability of of um of what brock vandegriff or even gunner stockton who can run a little bit better than um than beck also or is he a, a pocket guy as well um or, but does he just think that one of the other guys might be better um it's it, it, it's going to keep carson beck on his toes for sure um, and maybe a better excuse for them to claim that they don't have a starting quarterback after spring practice in an effort to prevent one of the three from wanting to go in the transfer portal. Um, but it, it, it is going to be interesting. I, I think the, the thing that you can say, though, is that with Mike Bobo, there, there is a definite track record there of developing quarterbacks and, and right. coaching up quarterbacks. 
It is Seth Emerson, guys, and the Athletic giving us the breakdown. As we found out yesterday, it's official. Mike Bobo is going to be the OC. And it's funny because we haven't even seen Vandegrift, haven't even seen Gunnar Stockton, and already I'm hearing about Dylan Raiola, a five-star quarterback <laughs> who uh, yeah. apparently has decommitted from Ohio State and is purported to have a nice relationship with Mike Bobo. And that's another thing. Munkin hated recruiting because pro guys don't like doing that, and Bobo's a great recruiter too. He, There are many – the way I put this, and this is – kind of it's a little bit harsh for both but like i'm sorry the way to put it georgia slightly downgrades on the field as often you know as play caller if you go just go by track record but they upgrade off the field uh you have bobo is definitely a better recruiter i mean not just quarterbacks he was he recruited like the number one prospect in the country trenton thompson um for the 2014 class um out of Albany because Bobo knows everybody in the state of Georgia, including in South right. Georgia. So he, that's always been his strong suit. He's also a glue guy uh, behind the scenes. He's been around here forever. He knows everybody. People tend to like him. Um, and, you know, he, the multiple people have always told me that if he had never left for Colorado State, they don't think the chaos that ensued in 2015 would have happened. He, he and Will Friend were the ones who also went with him to Colorado State, were the ones who were kind of a good buffer between Jeremy Pruitt and his people and the other people who were more used to the Georgia way of doing things. And when they left, that broke down. Um, so he, like you said, work environment, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a strong one. Now, I know a lot of people said they wanted to kind of bring in new ideas and someone that's fresh the way Munkin was three years ago. Well, I think they needed that three years ago. The question is, do you need that now? The way things are, I think the, the, the best argument that they were fine staying in-house is that they you know, don't need to blow this offense up. It's, it's going great. And then the second best argument is look at Alabama and Notre Dame's offensive coordinator searches. You know, I, I don't think there's a great like, home run hire out there this hiring cycle. I'm going to end this with a quote in your story where you talk about uh, where you talk about uh, the comment. I think this is from Munkin where he said before the Peach Bowl, Mike Bobo's heart is at Georgia. Will Muschamp's heart is at Georgia. I'm a vagabond. I love it at Georgia, but I'm not born here. That's not who I am. That's okay. It doesn't mean that I didn't give everything I can to the University of Georgia, but their heart's here. So we're okay with friends working through this and being, you know, for this and in this with Kirby, right? Because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about Will Muschamp, one of his closest friends. We're talking about Bobo, one of his closest friends. And now those guys are running his defense and his offense, and really that's what this is, right, Seth? And he trusts them that this is going to work. And it has, of course, with Muschamp. Now you need to figure it out and make sure it works with Bobo. It's fine as long as these guys have a track record, as long as these are guys who would have been hired at other programs. And Bobo, from what I hear, turned down a chance to be Mississippi State's offensive coordinator this cycle. Um, He's obviously got a proven track record that would make him attractive to other programs as an offensive coordinator. Um, And Muschamp, like, his problem has been head coaching. It hasn't been his defensive coordinator. So there's, there's nobody, I think, that can say that Kirby is just hiring his friends, especially since, you know, I mean, look, he has two rings. I think <laughs> right, exactly at this point, right. his hiring policy uh, seems to 
you know, have earned him the benefit of the doubt. And could he be the new car wash like Saban is, the way Saban turned around guys like Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin? Same for Bobo? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be that way. I mean, that's, that's the thing. You build up a culture, and you get these guys in the culture that's good and productive, and, and that's what you do with guys. And, you know, they they were able to do that with a guy like Darian Kendrick during the 2021 season who had a lot of troubles at Clemson, and a lot of programs wouldn't touch him, and they brought him in, and he was fine. Like he, he went through his senior year at Georgia, no issues. Um, that doesn't mean they haven't had guys run into problems. Clearly they have, uh, but not a huge amount. And I, I think the culture they've brought, they've instilled and have going here. Um, and it's not even so much a Kirby Smart thing. It's some of the guys behind the scenes, like Jonas Jennings, Thomas Settles, Bryant Gant, um, names that a lot of people on the outside may not know, but who on the inside are a big part of just kind of, forming a, a good culture at, within the program and um, that that I'm talking about players now but I think that that goes for coaches now too and of course a lot of it's because you're successful you know you went on the field and that makes people happy and makes them question things less great stuff man we really appreciate you stopping by Seth today read him guys uh, at the athletic covering the dogs and it's going to be interesting as we get ready for spring ball and then of course G day in April thanks again Seth have a great day all right take care guys you too um lots of information kind of going off the cuff and talking right. about things that we were like wait a minute what's that have to do with anything but it all plays it all is this this intertwined right. thing that's happened with georgia and the coach but they're staff. just in a better place i mean the program is just so far elevated yeah. and people associate him with coming up short all right coming up we got yeah man no man on the way we're going to talk more college football coming up at four o'clock guys other things that are happening and we are live at state farm arena where the hawks take on the knicks tonight stay right there it's dukes and bell Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell live at State Farm Arena. We've been having a good time here today. A phenomenal interview with Seth Emerson. Look, um, that was great. Yeah, I thank you, Jim Rome. I don't uh, usually uh, brag on Mike and I because we don't have to. But I got to tell you, that's a hell of an interview. I mean, we learned a lot from Seth Emerson, and uh, so much so, dog fans, we'll let you hear uh, some of that later on in the show. So uh, people are hitting us up saying, "Man, I didn't know that. I didn't know this." There's a lot that goes into that stuff. All right, we got to get to yeah, man, no man. It's time for Yemen No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo, what's happening today, man? Beautiful. I would tell you it's a beautiful day, but I guess it's not. It's not, no. And I think it's ushering in the cold, too. Oh, the cold weather's coming. So I think it's going to be cold this weekend. By the way, <sighs> that was a great interview with Seth Emerson. You guys must have a hell of a guest booker. <laughs> that producer is epic. Rack it. I don't know who, Squid Bizzle. I don't know who booked that, but, man, what a great, what a great <laughs> job that guy did. Thank you. Thank you, Turtle. You know what, Chris? <laughs> You're only doing that because I'm not there. Trust me. Uh, you know, you had time to do that, but you couldn't ring the bell when I talked about weather. You failed us all. Oh, oh, um, oh. By the way, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to spoil it because it's not fair. It literally dropped last night at midnight. But I've already watched two episodes. Full swing on Netflix. It's the PGA oh. version. So it's Drive to Survive PGA style. Same people made it. I'm two episodes in. The only thing I will tell you is – in two episodes, uh, let's see, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, and uh, Scotty Scheffler have all been featured prominently. Oh, cool. And um, it, I, I want to get everybody's take on it. I don't want to give my take. I don't want to sway anyone. Okay, okay. But uh, the one that stood out to me was uh, Kepka a little bit. And uh, I thought there's some interesting things about him. And, good or uh, bad? Uh, good. Good. Because um, some, some guys find him a bit of loop, and he doesn't really suffer. Well, anyone. So this is fools. so this is obviously before live, right? Well, this Probably is up to it, right? This is the season that live takes place. In. Okay. So okay. the live is at. In fact, I believe it's the next episode three, which I'm about to get into when I get home tonight. I believe that is the one that live golf really, uh, really becomes prominent and becomes this uh, a major storyline. I've just got the first two episodes get you through the Masters. Okay, gotcha. Um, and I am excited about this. Here's the deal. Um, you know, we can talk about Drive to Survive. What it did and what I think golf is hoping it will do with this series, this docuseries, is it will give you a feel for some of these golfers that you don't have. Listen, we follow guys around at these majors, whether you've been to the Masters or another major you follow them around. You may hear a comment or two. You get a sense of guys, whether they're cool or not. But we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And this is what this series is going to do. It's going to allow you to go, I do like Brooks Kepka. I don't like Scotty Scheffler. I love Scotty Scheffler. But I'm using him yeah. as an example. Well, I know why you love him. Uh, oh, God. He's, he's unbelievable. He's a killer, by the way. But 
that's what this is going to do, and I'm I'm excited about it. So how many episodes do we know? Uh, there are eight episodes okay. that have been Kurt. released. I have never been a Scotty Scheffler fan. Uh, just and, and honest to God, nothing nothing personal. I just uh, he just doesn't look like my kind of guy. But wow, I have changed that opinion. What I, I, you know, I'm a I'm a Ricky fan. He's like a, he's like a I, lovable big galoot. Scotty I love Scheffler. Rombo. I really love yeah. John Rom. Yeah, I like John Rom too. Yeah, uh, but uh, his game was off last week a little but, bit. But yeah, that was a little disappointing him on 16. Well, on, it's on Scheffler. Sunday. Yeah, I mean Scheffler's just killing him. What do you want right. to do? But I, but I have I, I do I do like Scheffler a lot more after just one episode. A lot cool. more. Cool. Cool. Like so, I, I think it's gonna do what what Mike has talked about how. It's and and you have too. We all talked about how it personalizes these guys, and right. and, and and it does do that. I mean, Formula One, it, it's reinvented for Liberty Media again. They've done nothing but great things with F One. The it's I mean it's it's just insane the growth that we're seeing it now globally. But you know the thing with golf, they need the PGA Tour needs this, yeah. especially now with the law with loss. Although some of these guys are going to be are already on Live Golf, so yeah, that's the thing. That's it's, right. it's a mixed message. You're right, but but what it does is it um it does take in. You'll find some favorites out of some of these guys. Okay. Uh, so, Chad Henney went on the Adam Schefter podcast. That's literally what it's called, the Adam okay. Schefter podcast. Chad, Chad Henney, Chad, the former quarterback? The, well, the backup quarterback right. for the Chiefs Okay, who played in the playoffs. He is now – the 94-yard drive against the Jets. Yeah, 98. I, I say that 98 because – 98-yard drive against the Jets. But yeah. he's now the former quarterback. To your point, he's retired. I uh, just want to make sure everybody remembers. And he talked sure. about Patrick Mahomes and how he is superstitious just like the rest of us. What do you see every day that we don't get to see on Sundays? The details, the superstitions, um, superstitions. even every day. Oh, I mean, you know, baseball background. So all these guys, I mean, he has to have a certain thing each and every day. He comes in, he does his work. His notes are written out a certain way. Um, the same pair of underwear, which probably not a lot of people know on game day. He's been wearing it since uh, uh, I've been a part of it. Uh, and I've, I've never said this, so this will definitely be a light and be like, what the hell, you're checking my underwear out? But there's there's things that I've seen that nobody else has seen. Um, and But his preparation is unbelievable, how he goes about it. Um, he knows exactly how many plays are in each section on Andy Reid's call sheet. Wow. So that State Farm ad isn't completely wrong about the practice jersey. I presume the, the underwear, <laughs> it is the lucky underwear, but it is washed. It is washed. Yeah. He wears it again. Okay. No, no, you can't wash it all season. I was going to say, like a hockey player, right? But if he's just wearing it to and from right. the stadium, you know, I mean, I, I get, well, you, I know you it, I, it would get right. We were talking <laughs> off the air. You wanted, Was it your aunt or your mom was saying how much they love Patrick My Holmes? mom. My mother-in-law, even though she's an Eagles fan, said, Did you, how do you, she said, how can you root against this guy? Okay. He's always on point, and he always says the right thing, and he's like, so she said, so lovable. My mom texts me. Every time the Chiefs play, literally, I'll be working a game. Are you watching Patrick? I love Patrick Mahomes. He, I just love that Patrick Mahomes. And, and I go, you know, I don't get to watch it that much, and I don't really. Why don't you like him? I, I do like Patrick Mahomes, but I'm a Falcons fan, so right. I don't care yeah. if he's playing well or not. I'm also pissed off because we just lost. You know? It's true. I, listen, right. it's, it's hard. This is why we could sit back, Mike and I, and and not root. But say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you the bets and tell you who we we take in this game, and we had some fun with it. But you can only do that to a certain degree, right? Super Bowl's different. I'm not doing that during the regular season where we're picking games for part of the show aspect. But like, I don't care if the Eagles win. I don't care if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win during the regular season. I want our team to win, yep. right? So I know what you're saying, but the Super Bowl is different. 
But he's such a likable dude. He Mike's is. right, man. That's, Mike's right. That's the thing. Somebody asked me who I was pulling for in the Super Bowl at the party I was at, and I said, well, I hate everything Philadelphia except for a few people that I've met from there. So I cannot pull for the Eagles at all because I don't like them. I don't. They yeah. beat us in playoff games. They've mistreated our fans. They're our rival in the. Mike in, had to fight his way out of the stadium. Tough, it's a yeah. tough. Like I, I've been dealing with that since I was a kid. Again, my blame this on my dad. He was dumb enough to take us there for Flyers Rangers oh. games. It's even worse yeah. than a hockey. But they're just the, but, those fans. They embrace being the worst fans. They do. But the Mike problem Carl. is, is. <laughs> now retired, by the way. Yes, he is. You, you almost made me spit up my uh, my drink right there. Yeah, that's Angelo from WIP. But, but that, being, that being said, I think Jalen Hurts is one of the nicest people you'll ever find ever, especially in in the NFL I agree. and professional sports. Right, right. And so it was – it did – it bothered me a little bit with how, how much I was pulling for uh, Kansas City. And, by the way, I've got, I got some Philly – some people I know from Philly in my neighborhood – and they're probably listening right now. They're like, oh, so you hate us, huh? No, I love you guys. I just hate the rest of you fans. <laughs> you, know, you, got, you know, you got separated, okay. You get you in Philly, you're a problem. Speaking of a problem, we are running behind, so Chris is going to start getting, sending me random texts like we got to go. So I have to tell you that Yeah Man No Man is always is brought to you by the W Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. Get over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you, and you can check it out on Amazon. And if you're listening uh, – Via the app in Florida, they have it in Publix down there. And also our friends at the Georgia Hemp Company, thegeorgiahempcompany.com. Get over there, find your CBD needs. Squidbilly10 is your code. You get 10% off today. Turtle, hit my music. Good stuff. What is it called again, Bo? The, the golf show is called what? Uh, full swing. Full, full swing. swing. So, again, Drive the Survival will be kicking off soon, but this is now hopefully going to get folks really fired up about golf. All right, guys, more to get to. We are live at State Farm Arena. I just tweeted out of a picture uh, at Put 'em Up See Dukes. It's an empty arena because we're here. Right. It'll be full later. It's what early. Are, what are the Hawks going to do heading into the All-Star break? We're going to dive into that as well as what happened in college football. Mike was talking about this. Houston's coordinator going to Miami and what it may mean for the U as we talk about some things that are going on in and around college football. Stay right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.